June 10th. Acts chapter 7, verses 30 through 50. Forty years later, in the desert near Mount Sinai, an angel appeared to Moses in the flame of a burning bush. Moses saw it and wondered what it was. As he went to see, the voice of the Lord called out to him, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses shook with terror and dared not look. And the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. You can be sure that I have seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries, so I have come to rescue them. Now go, for I will send you to Egypt. And so God sent back the same man his people had previously rejected by demanding, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Through the angel who appeared to him in the burning bush, Moses was sent to be their ruler and savior. And by means of many miraculous signs and wonders, he led them out of Egypt through the Red Sea and back and forth through the wilderness for forty years. Moses himself told the people of Israel, God will raise up a prophet like me from among your own people. Moses was with the assembly of God's people in the wilderness. He was the mediator between the people of Israel and the angel who gave him life-giving words on Mount Sinai to pass on to us. But our ancestors rejected Moses and wanted to return to Egypt. They told Aaron, Make us some gods who can lead us, for we don't know what has become of this Moses who brought us out of Egypt. So they made an idol shaped like a calf, and they sacrificed to it and rejoiced in this thing they had made. Then God turned away from them and gave them up to serve the sun, moon, and stars as their gods. In the book of the prophets it is written, Was it to me you were bringing sacrifices during those forty years in the wilderness, Israel? No, your real interest was in your pagan gods, the shrine of Molech, the star god Riphan, and the images you made to worship them. So I will send you into captivity far away in Babylon. Our ancestors carried the tabernacle with them through the wilderness. It was constructed in exact accordance with the plan shown to Moses by God. Years later, when Joshua led the battles against the Gentile nations that God drove out of this land, the tabernacle was taken with them into their new territory. And it was used there until the time of King David. David found favor with God and asked for the privilege of building a permanent temple for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who actually built it. However, the Most High doesn't live in temples made by human hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Could you ever build me a temple as good as that? asks the Lord. Could you build a dwelling place for me? Didn't I make everything in heaven and earth? We had a hell of a time. We played a hell of a game. That was a hell of a song. The way we talk about hell shows that we have no idea what we are talking about. 
hell. A place of fiery agony. Mark 9.43 Your hand causes you to sin. Cut it off. It's better for you to enter the kingdom with one hand than with two hands to go into hell. Into the unquenchable fire. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to go into hell where the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. Revelation 20, 15. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Revelation 21, 8. As for the cowardly and the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their lot will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. You say, well, aren't those just images in the Bible? Are those just symbols? Okay, maybe. But if they're symbols, then what are they symbols for? A wintry retreat? A summer vacation? No, these are symbols that stand for something much worse. Surely, burning fire and smoking sulfur are not symbols for a nice place to be. They're symbols for a terrifying place to be. A place of fiery agony. A place of conscience torment. Luke 16, 22. A place of outer darkness. Matthew 22, verse 13. A place of divine destruction. 2 Thessalonians 1, 9. Separated from the presence of the Lord and the power of His might. And, maybe most horrifying of all, a place of eternal duration. Revelation 14, verse 11 says, The smoke of sinners' torment rises up forever and ever and ever. Thomas Watson said, The wicked in hell shall be always dying, but never dead. smoke of the furnace sins forever and ever he said he said oh who can endure thus to be ever upon the rack the word ever he said breaks the heart and it does who in this room can even begin to grasp the everlasting horror of hell Brothers and sisters, we are not just playing games here. There is real, everlasting wrath awaiting sinners before a holy God. Be not ignorant of this and be not indifferent to this. 
refuse to be numbed by the temporary stuff of this world that keeps you from seeing and feeling the eternal weight of heaven and hell.